Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello, and today we are going to talk about the subject, the brain and the mind. Now, you would have thought, or many people would think, that the brain and the mind are part of the same thing. But we in the foundation believe differently. And today to talk about this is Corinne, Mike, and Pat. And so what we'll do is start with you, Corinne. Tell me what you believe the differences or the similarities between the brain and the mind. Hello, Paul. Well, to understand the brain and the mind as we do understand it at the foundation, perhaps it is a good thing to remember our first creation. We were all, all of us, we were first created by the great mind as a spirit. The great mind took a seed at the pool of life and he has created us by thought through his mind and we are a part of the great mind. So we are first and most of all, we are a spirit, we are a mind. As spirits, we live and evolve at the place where all spirits live most of the time. We call it home because it is our true home and there we grow, we evolve. And for the purpose of our progress and spiritual development, we come eventually to the earth, this university of life, and we will be proposed some tapestries, two or three tapestries, we will choose one. So we are a spirit, we are a mind. On the earth, a mother is giving birth to a baby. As soon as the baby goes out from the womb, from the body of the mother, the spirit enters this little body. A spirit, a mind, is entering a physical shape that has got already a brain. We are a spirit in a human body with a human brain. Now, the brain in the human body is there for the physical to function, really. The body is a garment for the mind and the brain is going to take part in the functions for the heartbeat, the digestion, the movements, all that is related to the physical. 
which is necessary for the human body to, to function on the earth. And also the brain takes a part in the cognitive functions that is most memory system as the brain is as a computer which can be fed with information and that is able to store this information under the form of memories. Thank you very much, Corinne. So, Pat, what would you like to say on the matter? What I've come to understand is that the brain is the computer, the, the computer of who we are, if you like, um, and that the mind is the operator. So that um, the brain carries out all the, the functions to do with being human, the body, the mind exists without the brain, but the brain can't exist without the mind because the brain is just for the, the course of the life. So the mind is that inner pilot. And, but so often, especially in the world we live in, it is drowned out by the noise and the, the hustle and the bustle of a very fast-paced life of today. Something I've thought about, which thoughts are coming from the brain and which thoughts are coming from the mind. We have to make time and space and quietude for the mind to be allowed to surface so that ultimately, and um, what we should all be aiming for, is that the mind and the brain come into a, a more balanced state so that the mind has got the space to work. We can become more familiar with the state of allowing the mind to surface and meditation is something that is promoted within the foundation for that purpose of quietening the brain within the meditation and allowing the mind, the spirit part of us, to come to the surface. And it's within that time that you would find that your thoughts are quieter, they are not chattering away, but they are more, more meaningful. And that is something that Spirit have always encouraged us to do, to be able to see ourselves and our life and its meaning within a, a greater perspective of clarity. I think most of those thoughts that are, uh, that are probing, creative, um, would, would be coming from the mind. I remember Padina saying, you know, there's a brain and a mind. At first reflection, you might say, well, that, you know, might be very confusing, but of course it's not. I thought about consciousness because um, I was doing a little bit of research myself and people were talking about the brain and the mind and um, people spoke a lot about consciousness. And it's, it's a word that uh, in science they call the hard problem. Um, and that is generally from what, what they call uh, a materialist point of view, and people who think that all life is purely material. 
and they can't locate where consciousness is within the brain. They can find all the working parts and they can see the the amazing organ that it is. Um, but to speak of consciousness, I'll hear people speaking about consciousness. Um, you know, some people are even saying that it's um, almost an, an illusion. And and I the, the question that struck me when I heard that was for what purpose? For people who think that um, we are just an evolutionary product that we should have evolved consciousness and they had no answer for what ends that would be for any more than why all other branches of life evolved to where they were. I did hear somebody speaking about that consciousness must be a a product of all the chemical and neurological workings of the brain and electrical impulses, because if part of the brain is broken, then you would maybe look at that person and consider that they have lost a part or even all, depending on the extent of the damage, their consciousness. But to refer back to the brain being a computer, if a computer is broken, it doesn't matter how good the operator is, the computer can't function. So for me, the only rational and reasonable answer to consciousness, to use that word people use here on earth, seeking out the essence of life within a human being, it isn't something that has evolved purely materially. It's much larger than that. It's, it is something that is apart from the material, and that is the mind. Thank you, Pat. Now, Corinne, mm-hmm. because we're talking about the mind and the brain, we are talking about two separate things. We're talking about a kind of duality, aren't we? We're talking about the physical and the spiritual side. So, in a way, the brain and the mind needs to work together in balance. Is this something that you'd like to talk about? Well, yes. As you say, the mind is connected to the brain, and it is important that they can work well together so that they can be balanced and so that the life can be fulfilled in good condition for for the person to to evolve and and to progress so one thing that helps as patrick has said is meditation because as we have explained our mind has gathered all the knowledge from where we were first created and this, for some of us, can be a very long time ago. It can be millions of years. So all the knowledge we have gathered um, at home in previous lives, all the wisdom we may have gathered as well, 
all, all is in the mind, but when on the earth, what we call the memory box, which is the place where all the memories of the past lives are being kept. When we are on this, the earth, the memory box is closed and the activities of the brain are overshadowing the, the mind. As, as Patrick has said, during meditation, not only do we quiet the brain, but we can be in touch with our inner self. And it is possible sometimes that the mind will open the door a little and some of this knowledge may pass perhaps into the brain and feed the brain and help us to develop a more spiritual life and to help us to, to become more balanced as well. For me, it is not so important during my, my day to know if a thought is from my mind or from my brain. Really, I am believing that what is important is to quiet the brain so that the mind can express through the brain. The, the brain, in fact, is uh, limited to what it is fed, really. For example, we are talking together. English is not uh, my, my mother uh, language. I am French. And perhaps I would like to tell you something, but I haven't got the words. I don't know the words in English. They are not in, in my brain. So I cannot tell you that I cannot express this thought to you. So the mind to express itself needs the brain be quiet so that it can impress the thought in it. And then the brain can be able to use that thought well. And to feed the brain with, with a good diet and to be positive also, very important because a positive brain can help positive way of thinking. I just wanted to add that, in fact, when we think about it, the mind is, is also feeding the brain with the energy of life. The, the energy of life, the physical, exists because of the energy of life brought by the mind. It is not just all material, because if it was all material, it, it would not be functioning at all. The brain cannot exist without the mind. It could not work. But really, it is very important that man recognize that uh, there is the mind and the brain. And also, with all the mental illnesses we have got on the earth today, it will be important in the future that the medical professionals be able to recognize the source of these illnesses as they may be due either to the brain or to the mind. And it will be important to help the people in the future to to know how man is really 
functioning with a brain and a mind. Thanks, Corinne. So when we go and, and look at the brain and the mind, we get many thoughts in our little heads, don't we? We have many thoughts come into our head during our day. And the question is, Mike, where do they all come from? Do you know? I suppose it does depend, doesn't it, on, on each individual thought. If you perhaps see or read or, or hear of something disturbing, that can then affect your brain. So your brain will be working overtime and your, your, your mind will then be not as surfaced as it could be. So, so the thoughts could be coming from the brain. It could be something that's stimulating the brain good thing or a bad thing. Um, whereas other thoughts, and this is where I believe the, the creativity comes into it, other thoughts can come more from the mind. Now, there's been instances for myself, I'm not a great letter writer as such, but there have been instances where I've been in a position where I've had to write a letter to someone. If I sit down to put some thoughts together, if I rush upon that, then I just feel I'm struggling, and that is my brain. I'm trying to come up with a letter to, to whatever it may be. I won't say I meditate, but if I sit calmly for a while, quietly, I allow my mind to, to help me compile and write a letter. And there's times where I've written quite a long letter to someone. When I read it back, I almost I surprise myself that, that I've actually come up with that as such. But I believe that that is, is where your surface in your mind and the creativity comes in into the writing. Where the thoughts come from, it could either be something from the mind. It could be deep within. It could be a past memory or from long ago something that is surfaced, whereas other times it can be, as, as I said earlier, so it could be something that has just, just stimulated the brain. Okay. But also, Mike, as well, it, it could come from other sources, like a passing spirit that might be wanting to help you, or perhaps a keeper of the door, maybe, or, or something like that, or even the great mind, maybe. Yes, yeah, that could be very true. I mean, myself, as, as you know, Paul, I mean, I've, I, in the past, maybe not so much of lately, but in the past, I, I, I see and I hear, I have heard quite clearly spirit. And there has been instances where I have very, very, very clearly heard um, spirit talk to me when they're drawn close to me. And that is you know, without, without any, any doubt whatsoever. And that's interesting, without any doubt. Yeah. What makes you so sure it was spirit, do you think? For me, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a sense as well. Um, it's a vibration. It's a vibration that I pick up when spirit draw close. A little explanation of this, some some time ago, we had a lady, and, and you will remember a lady called Ingrid, who was part of the foundation. Um, some years ago, she sadly 
returned home. I say sadly, but that was her tapestry. She returned home. And shortly after then, I was on my way to the foundation for a meeting on a Friday evening. And I was on my own in the car, driving there. And I felt, as I say, it's like a vibration, a feeling of someone being there. And as I was feeling this, the thought of Ingrid popped into my head, just into my mind. And I actually said out loud, is that you, Ingrid, that's there? And she answered me, and I, I hear when I hear, I, I hear it in the, the the accent, the voice, the tone of that, that person, if it's someone that, that I've known within my life. And Ingrid answered me, and she said, yes, it is. Quite clearly, I could hear this. And... It, it surprised me for a moment, and I actually turned around and said, again out loud, I said, why would you be coming to talk to me? And she answered me with a little giggle that those of you that knew Ingrid that, that, that she had, she giggled, and she said, why wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And for me, it, it was like having Ingrid sitting in the car next to me. And that, that that was actually confirmed to me sometime later. I spoke to Bedina about this, and she confirmed that that had actually taken place. And it wasn't wasn't my my brain or my mind playing tricks on me. So there are times, um, as I say, when spirit draw close that that I can say with with, with complete confidence that 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 is. They are there, or I am hearing what, what I'm hearing. It, it, it's quite hard to explain sometimes um, the, the the feeling and the sensation, but it, it's it's an inner knowing. That, that's that's the only way I can I can really say. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk. In the United Kingdom. We have a webpage www.erasmus-foundation.org. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast or indeed have further questions for us, then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.